Hello and welcome. This is AgriTalk. I'm Ken Root. Back in Kansas City, following a week of hassle and hustle in Washington, D.C., we talked with four senators, three representatives, two secretaries of agriculture, and one vice president of the United States. Not bad for Agriculture Week 99. But as I said Friday, I was missing home, and I was so glad to get home to embrace some form of normalcy. Uh, I cut down or plowed up everything that didn't run off in my yard this weekend, a forceful male approach to clearing my head and retaking my domain. That reaction and others by men is the subject of today's program with our regular Dr. Val Farmer. Dr. Farmer is a clinical psychologist in Fargo, North Dakota. He's been in practice for 24 years. He writes columns for 60 newspapers and farm magazines and has been with us on AgriTalk for our entire time on the year, which is uh, our entire time, which is now approaching five years. Good morning, Val. Good morning, Ken. How you been? Just fine. We didn't get to talk with you last week. Kind of wish we had. We get a lot straighter answers from you normally than we got from people in Washington. I've been promoting today's show as the other side of a previous show, What Women Need from Men in Time of Crisis. So today, what kind of emotional needs a farmer has during time of crisis and what he expects from his wife. And I've also promoted this to everyone, including my wife, that it was your idea. Well, I'll take credit for it, Ken. Unless it falls completely flat, then it'll be our idea. Blame is what you're going to take for it, probably. Right. Lots of it. Well, first of all, let's start with this. Boys are raised differently than girls. The boy is the father of the man, as is said. So it would naturally seem to me that men are different than women. The bad part of that is we don't know what to do about it, and we tend to go with our natural tendencies, which are often a source of conflict in a marriage or family business. That's right, and uh, sometimes the the roles that men take or and the expectations they have are, are uh, clear in their own mind, and the, and the uh, women are also uh, having a changing uh, set of values regarding how they expect to be treated in a relationship, and so uh, these relationship issues are in a state of flux sometimes. Well, the whole um, domain of man uh, is in a state of flux, meaning men specifically, because we've seen a lot of changes. I mean, in this century, obviously women got the right to vote uh, in 1919, but since that time, slowly but steadily, we've moved to a point that a woman is in all aspects equal to a man as far as being able to do business in this world, to be able to uh, survive in this world. And in some cases, I think men are concerned that they're now optional. That's right. Uh, the uh, t- rise of the two-income family, women in the workforce and so forth, it's a different world than when the man was the uh, sole uh, economic provider and had a definite role where he felt uh, valued for his contribution. And sometimes in those days, uh, men felt that that was their exclusive role and didn't give a, uh, as much emotionally to the relationships. But but it was it was clear, and, and uh, the relationships were more stable then than they are now. Yeah, my, my point with this is that a number of men that I know will say, well, I'm doing just like my father did. And with his father, it was accepted that this type of behavior was the way he should act. But now, with this generation of men, it's unacceptable for them to act like the previous generation did. Well, I think it's uh, it's learning, it's enlightenment. I think we are discovering that men can be better fathers and and more involved husbands. And and with women in the workforce, I think there's a more shared role with regard to work in the home and 
child care, and so it, it goes with the territory. And I think uh, the successful relationships in the past and the ones of today always have depended on a sense of equality and love and sharing uh, between husband and wife. Uh, I'm not sure that things were uh, quite as equal in the past for all couples as they, they seem to be moving towards in, in, in our day and age. You used the term enlightenment a while ago, and that always bothers me when I hear it because I think when somebody's enlightening me, they're going to straighten me out on how I should act versus how I am acting at this time. And and I think with me, and I guess I'll use myself somewhat today as a surrogate for other men, although definitely guys, not exclusively, um, you know, my male emotions have gotten me in trouble for just over 25 years now with my wife. Well, uh, I, I think... Uh... I think we probably all uh, have uh, difficulties uh, communicating. We have different perspectives. Like, there are some uh, gender differences that are real, and, and it takes uh, good communication and uh, and love to uh, overcome some of these natural differences we have in approaches to life. Well, men, this morning, at home or in your vehicles, it's your turn to tell us what you expect from your wife in a time of crisis. Okay, we did the other side a while back. We got lots of response from women We'd like to turn it the other way today and say, what do you expect? And Val and I are not going to be judgmental. We previously agreed on this. We're not going to be judgmental on what you say. Now, women may be judgmental, and they may call in and say why what you want is not what they want. So we'll go a little back and forth exchange here. And uh, our number is 888-247-4825. And just to let you know that... My wife is in business with me, and she is listening today just to keep me honest, so I may hear from her on the air or off the air. But we'd like to hear from you, gentlemen, this morning in agriculture, in business, on situations that you'd like your voice heard and your feelings considered, 888-247-4825. This is a Monday with Dr. Farmer on Agritalk. This is Agritalk, Ken Root and Dr. Val Farmer. Okay, guys, I'm counting on you, and then ladies, we're counting on your reaction to them, because in this way, we may be able to have a very uh, open and revealing discussion today. We want to know, men, what you expect from your wife. We talk farmers, business people, etc., in a time of crisis. Now, we talked about difference a moment ago. Let's talk about a crisis now, because... We always have one. Seems like we don't have one. We'll even think one up sometimes in our lives, Val. Our number, 888-AGRITALK. Time of crisis. We're in it right now in agriculture. We've been in it several times in my career. I'm sure you've seen people don't come to you in good times. Oh, really? They're always in crisis when they show up at your door. Well, they they may have some uh, marital crisis or family business crisis during good times, but during bad times, it all comes in. But uh, as far as... uh, what uh, what I think uh, some men need, and, and I want the men to call and amplify on this, uh, they want the, their wives to take an interest in the overall financial picture. They want to share that load in some way, to know what they're dealing with, to know what the loans are, what they mean, and and to have some emotional support around the the big picture and to now understand. You're going to have to tell her what you did, though. If she has to, if she has to know it all. You've got to be honest with her, though. You have to be honest, and you have to be open to uh, influence and give and take and to uh, be welcome opinions and so forth. And So when men are saying uh, share the overall burden, they have to share the burden. And some men, uh, in order to be men, 
uh, are a little bit too pr- protective and maybe uh, conceal some of this. It's hard to talk about their emotions when there's some confusion or uh, or fear involved, mm-hmm. and uh, so they're part of the problem. Uh, but, well, do you but, think that they want their their wives to really be a part of it, to let them talk about their uh, apprehension and and their stresses when they're out there trying to uh, manage this farm and make it pay? I think uh, men appreciate a good sounding board, a chance to have a partner in uh, what's happening and and to uh, verbalize some of their ideas about what to do about it. Uh, I think uh, anybody would like that, and especially uh, men. And I guess some men may be prone to keep their problems to themselves just as a code of masculinity, but there's a lot of farmers out there that want to share that load with their wives. Anything else? I think we've got callers coming in right now. 888-AGRITALK. Well, I think cooperation around the budgeting and family living expenses, that there's uh, that just because the, the check comes in, there's a lot of uh, expenses out there on the board or future expenses. So they, they have to really work together around budgeting. And then a lot of men want uh, bookkeeping support and taxes and other hard jobs that for the women to do and the and the and, the, and they delegate that or want that to happen for them and then then they have to be open and receptive when the information comes back also okay let's go to a caller here we've got ben in missouri ben first of all thank you for being brave and the first one to call <laughs> us this morning yeah you needed some help somewhere didn't you well uh we do we have to have somebody who's in the real world out there kick this off for us tell us your situation I think he was talking about the things you need from your wife in the crisis. I, I mean, I, I think you need some trust, mm-hmm. and uh, and that does take uh, honest uh, communication. No question about that. Now, by trust, how do you mean? Well, in I what mean, area? Uh, you know, if uh, if you decide that, I mean, you should decide, Cole decide on things, but somebody has to make the initial move to do something. You should assume that, the, or your wife should trust that you're doing the best for the family. So the, to trust your good intentions, that that you're w- working for a solution and not to be uh, automatically uh, uh, shutting down or not listening to you. No, I don't think you should, because if you don't listen to each other, you, you don't have anything. Yeah. Now, I said we weren't going to be judgmental, and I'm going to hold to that, uh, <laughs> because it's it's real easy to do so, to, to get off of that. But what you're saying, I, I agree with this, that you've got to have some way to where that one of you, finally says, all right, this is what we're going to do, and the other one backs them up on it, no matter whether it goes right or wrong. Uh-huh. That's hard when it goes wrong. You bet you. Especially, well, I when, think... especially when you're reminded of it. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> Women can dredge up stuff from the first day they knew you. Well, that's biblical. Well, well they could go back that far if they knew you that long <laughs> ago, but... But women do have a good memories, and, and sometimes it's because there hasn't been enough recognition or apologies or something, and so they, they hold on to it. And, and maybe sometimes they hold on to stuff they shouldn't. Once the problem's been resolved, it should have been a learning experience and and uh, and then move on from there. But but some things aren't resolved. And well, what do you do? Do you go back and set up some ground rules, or is it impossible to go back? I mean, Val, do you... Like what Ben's saying here, how do you make it where in the next time that there's a, a decision that has to be made and he makes it and it doesn't go right and she reminds him of it, how can you keep that from happening again? Well, I 
I think maybe you go back and talk about that last uh, decision uh, and that didn't go, work out, and you put it to bed and, and acknowledge mistakes if they were mistakes. Uh, one of the mistakes would be that you weren't together on it, so there aren't any I told you so's later, and maybe the process of communicating needed to uh, to stretch out a little bit more so you were both on on board. But the the new the new situation, you have to uh, to, to uh, be in it together and. The final decision is a joint one, and you don't really act until you are uh, jointly involved, and, and you have to use some patience with that. Well, Ben, thank you very much mm-hmm. for starting us off. Okay, thank you. All right. In a moment, we'll come back. We'd like to talk to you. Now, women, you can react to what the men are saying, okay? Just feel free to tell us what you think. Men, if you'd like to tell us what you expect of your wives during a time of crisis, we will not be judgmental. All you have to do is take the first step and call us at 888 888- Two four seven four eight two five. This is Agritalk. This is Agritalk. If you are married, if you are in a family business, uh, either one or both of those, I think we're hitting pretty close to home today. Women expect men to be different than previous generations of men have been. But we turn it around today. What do you expect of them? 888-AGRITALK is the number. Let's see what happened in Leon's life here. Leon from Iowa. Good morning, Leon. Good morning, uh, Ken. Now, I understand from and, Rhonda uh, that you're no longer married. Yeah. How it, long were you married? We were married about 39 years. Uh-huh. And we went through many a crisis. We had eight children and farm crisis and stuff. And uh, one of the things that I needed was love, care, and compassion and me and my wife could conquer any problem put now, before us. Now, were you farming at the time? Oh, I'm still farming. You were farming all this time? Yeah, all there. this time. When we made our, our complete living off farm, and my wife wasn't working off the farm, and I had eight children, and uh, it was hard sometimes, but working together, it seemed like we could do anything. Yeah, but yeah. after these 39 years of marriage, she started to inherit some money from her father who was a, and, and, her, and her mother-in-law, her mother, they were very good people, excellent people. But it seemed like she wanted power then over our marriage, over our farming operation, over our family of eight children. It seemed to, all of a sudden we had a different God. Instead of pulling together like a team of horses, we were going different directions. So it's, are you saying, if you look at this objectively, that she had an option now, that in the past she had had only one thing she could do, and that was to work with you, and now that she had an option, she chose not to work with you anymore. Yeah, she wanted out, and and that's what she did. And uh, I don't want to say that, uh, I mean, she's doing quite well, and I'm doing quite well, but one of the things I think the first caller, or Mr. Val Farmer, I think hit it on the nose when he, the caller said trust, and then what they call them, Val said about forgiveness, mm-hmm. and uh, I, don't, well, I only live about a mile. In fact, I just saw some manure on her farm this morning. And uh, did she know about that? Did you didn't throw oh, it? In, you didn't it, throw it in the front door, or anything? No, okay. I hold it on her land. And yeah. if you know, she could have had the sheriff come out and had me ejected off that farm. But my son farms it, see now, and I'm sixty-six. As long as you don't turn the manure spreader out on when you back up to the door of the house, I think no, you'll be all right. No, no, I. She had a big tree blow over last year. I went over and I helped okay, her. Okay, so okay, so there's still a friendship here, but there's there's no longer the marriage. The marriage broke no, down. Yeah. And the thing you said specifically, again, I'm not judgmental, yeah. is that you wanted from her that you didn't get, 
was what? I wanted love and care and compassion. We, we wanted to be a team. We wanted to work together. But you got that for 38 years, yeah. and then after that, you didn't get it anymore. And all of a sudden, it disappeared. Well, I, I think what you're saying, Leon, is re- really true, that men want that uh, heart, that emotion, that uh, loving care in the home, uh, the old-fashioned uh, support that that women are so good at giving, and uh, and men depend on it for, for getting by in life. And and so uh, when it's not there, that it, it really makes a big difference. Men and women complement each other, and what women bring to relationships is that special warmth and love. And men should be giving it back, too. It's a two-way street. If uh, Maybe that if I failed, I didn't give back. You know, I was one of these guys who's working, trying to keep, uh, you know, trying to make a living for my children. And sometimes I did not give her the love that she really needed. I mean, that... But she was there for me, and uh, then I wasn't there for her. But then all of a sudden, it seemed to fall apart. And I, I think, you know, that we we always went to church on Sunday together and stuff. And, yeah, but uh, that that's external in many cases. I mean, going to church may have been something that she wanted the community to see you do. Yeah, just but, for but the positive seemed, of the community. It was so important that, you know, when we got married, I remember talking to her, and she said, "Well, we're going to get married before God and man and our families," and we did. And and it seemed like all of a sudden, the God we had, or I think what she had, was a little different God than I had. And we started pulling apart. And right. When your goals start to differ, then yeah. then things fall apart from that point of view. Maybe after the hour, uh, half hour is up, I can talk a little bit, Ken, about goals and, and the importance yeah. of goals in relationships. Okay. Leon, thank you for your call today. And we'll wait for others here. We have some coming in. Our number, 888-247-4825. This is Agritalk. Now back to AgriTalk with your host, Ken Root. Well, before we get back to our discussion this morning on what kind of emotional uh, needs do farmers have of their wives during a time of crisis, and gentlemen, we are looking for your calls. Farmers, other people in business, the relationship you have in a uh, tough time is the most critical. It can make it uh, or break it for you. And we went the other way with this a few weeks ago with what do women want from men? And we haven't heard enough of that uh, in the last few years, and now we're going the other way today. So men, non-judgmentally, what do you want from women in times of crisis? Today our guest is Dr. Val Farmer, clinical psychologist from Fargo, North Dakota. Val, you ready to go again? Yeah, I want to <coughs> say something. <coughs> Pardon me, Ken. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say something about goals and relationships. I think relationships are based around uh, trust and mutual respect, good communication, good problem-solving, meeting needs, but the important part is also to have a common goal. Uh, uh, hold on a second. Yeah, you're going to have to cough. I can see that coming, hear that yeah, coming. Okay. I think I'm okay now. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and the goal in, in farming, how important is the farm? Where do we sit with the farm finances? Are we sharing this burden together? Are we supporting one another? Do we stay together as a couple? Do we uh, care about uh, the family? And all of these things have to be sorted out. And when men and women are on the same page on these things, then they can go through the crisis together. But when they start to feel differently about uh, the important goals in life, then they they can drift apart. And especially if the other things break down, the trust and respect or the communications, then you have a formula for disaster. Well, and what you were saying about common goals and everybody getting on the same page, to do so, you have to have an openness and an honesty 
And uh, that is tough to do. I, I can say specifically in the case of my wife and I across the table with each other, trying to sit there and decide what our common goals are, require us to both be open and honest, and that is a challenge. Well, I know I've had uh, people in my office say, uh, I really didn't want to hear what she had to say uh, on the topic when it came to the goal. She, the, the man was so uh, convinced that he wanted what he wanted that, that it wasn't a two-way process, and maybe it, it goes the other way, too. And so when people have their mind made up uh, or, or, or don't want to listen to the other person, then, then they shut down that communication and they continue to operate with separate goals. Okay, we've had two gentlemen call the first half hour and did a fine job, and I think we held that we weren't going to be judgmental on what they had to say. And remember that when you're speaking here today, you may be the one who says what thousands of other people feel. So we'd like to hear from you this morning. If you're in a vehicle or you are there near your telephone at home, gentlemen, and you'd like to call us and tell us what you expect from women in time of crisis, 888-247-4825. Let's go to Dory in Iowa. Dory, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you for I calling. I enjoy you. Thank you. Uh, I am one that backs my husband or dead. He passed away. But uh, I think trust, love, open discussion, and understanding. And I, I hate to hear one mate condemn the other one. Yeah, me too, especially when it's her. <laughs> But a lot of times we would uh, come up with things that had to be decided. And, mm-hmm. and now, did you, did you guys farm together? Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also held off um, jobs because we were a, fa- a small farm. Mm-hmm. But um, we uh, a lot of times would discuss things, and maybe he was completely right and I was completely wrong. He accepted. Or he, I was completely right and he was completely wrong. Maybe neither of us was right, or neither of us yeah, was but wrong. But you don't know any of those things till after the fact, you know. <laughs> but we always said, well, let's sleep on it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, we never went to bed without hugging each other and kissing each other goodnight. And if things didn't work out, we'd always say, well, we knew you gave it your best. And we also uh, knew that we had tried. Mm-hmm. And so... One thing was, don't take things for granted, and take time to understand and to love and trust each other. Well, you have a wonderful formula there for successful living, and it really paid off in your life, I'm sure. We had 28 and a half years of, of real happy marriage. The the thing that you started off saying about uh, not uh, condemning one another, I think that's a, a key. You need to uh, use courteous, respectful uh, communication and minimize the conflict in the relationship and anger and blame really don't uh, aren't helpful and if one person is angry and during a time of crisis you need to have someone with the presence of mind to be a good listener what an angry person needs is a good listener and if if you can listen to your spouse while you while they're angry and not take it personally then then they can de-escalate their emotions and you can have a, an excellent discussion yeah. yeah, I've been doing that sometimes. Just calm down here, and let's see if we can work this whole thing out as uh, kind of an opening line in some cases. But what, go ahead, it, Dory. It is not wrong. It is not a crime to be wrong. We all can be wrong at one time or another. I'm going to write that down. It is not but, a crime to be wrong. Okay. You know, uh, my husband would back me to the hill on some decisions, and I'd back him to the hill on the other decisions. 
Well, here's what happens sometimes with men. We can't admit we're wrong after we are wrong. <laughs> and there are some women there that way, too. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess it's just called stubborn. You know, there's a streak inside uh, that you don't want to ever show that weakness, foul, or you feel it's a weakness if you happen to have been wrong. And as Dory says, you can't always be right. Well, I think uh, those are the, some of the hardest uh, words uh, to say is I, I may be wrong or I was wrong. And once people learn to say them and, and have, uh, have it accepted, then, then all this unnecessary blame and anger doesn't, uh, doesn't contribute to anything. And I like what Dory is saying about uh, backing each other up, even if it does tur- uh, turn out to be wrong, that the, the hindsight is about uh, what we learn from this and what are we going to do now, not who made the mistake. And, and if people can focus in on, okay, now what do we do, then they're, they're off on a, a different path than condemning one another. Uh, have you ever tried, when things are rough, you just reach over and give each other a hug and a kiss? You'd be surprised uh, how it'll kind of melt things. Right, and, and psychologists that study this <laughs> called, uh, called uh, this uh, repairing the relationship, that, that uh, if people are good at paying attention to what's going on and if things start to get out of line that someone has the uh, again the presence of mind to pay attention to how they're feeling and to make the first move about reconciling and and once you do that then you're back on a good uh, tone with one another Dory, let me ask you this mm-hmm. between generations here i mean i'm assuming that there could be a generation of farm women that's one generation younger than you are right now yes and does what you said transcend from that your generation to uh your daughter's age generation for example whether you have daughters or not no uh and does it does it transcend to where the same things should work between one generation and another or is it that the young woman today who has uh more independence more education uh raised in a different kind of society will not be as tolerant of a husband in a family business situation perhaps as you were don't you think they were brought up a little more selfish well, I don't know if they were or not, but they were brought up in a different era. But I, uh, how mad can you be at somebody when they're giving you a hug and a kiss? So you think that transcends, then? That goes from one generation to the other. That's still, it's awful hard to be mad at someone when they're hugging you. Um, and that's that, that <laughs> emotional support that people give one another, uh, that, uh, that affection, that care and consideration, I think uh, that does transcend a lot. Uh, but uh, Ken's point, I think, is that that uh, sometimes uh, there's uh, the, 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 you have to solve problems, you have to uh, work things out, and, and there's more there are more touchy issues to work out now than perhaps there used to be. It used to be that w- women were <clears throat> unconditionally supportive, and that would work that would solve a lot of problems. But I think it's it's more where men and women have to be supportive of one another now right. Than, right. than the than it used to be. Well, I like the times we're moving to and we're in of equality Mm -hmm. um but it still comes down to it when you have any situation where you've got two people that you've got to play various roles to make this whole thing work and whether it's with your job and your and your superior or your employee or in a business between the two of you you can't be in all cases entirely equal and if you can just figure out you know how to make this all work then uh, life can be pretty darn good but if you can't it can be hell I think that's where the open discussion comes in, the understanding. Right, I agree. Dory, thank you for your call. Mm-hmm, thank Very you. nice to talk to you. Okay, gentlemen, we're still wanting to get some more of you. We've had a couple of uh, 
of efforts here that didn't go anywhere. I understand earlier that uh, timing was wrong on a cell phone call or something. So right now, you've got three minutes. 888-247-4825. That's three minutes before we come back for the next segment of Agritalk. This is Agritalk. I'm going to pass out deadlines more often. Uh, we seem to be able to get people around us trying to work through right now to talk to several different people. And if you're uh, on a cell phone, we will try to move you to the top of the list. You'll just come back in on us here at 888-247-4825. Well, I guess, Val, uh, the concern that we have is, as men is that we don't want to cause problems when we're under stress. But in many cases, when you go to your natural tendencies, you do. And uh, you, you just have to conscien- consciously be aware of how what you're doing is being taken by the other person. Right, and uh, I think uh, expressing yourself in a, in a respectful way and controlling your emotions, uh, men need to be better at talking and bringing up stuff. And, and, uh, and uh, w- women, uh, if they, and women want that too. They want their men to talk. And uh, we had... Uh, I think one caller uh, call in and want to have a good two-way discussion about important farming topics, about markets and government regulations, and just have a sounding board, and or even about the big picture in their farming situation, and and uh, you can solve things if you have a, a listener that helps you th- your own thinking, and and both of you can handle handle. Uh, uh, these kinds of discussions in a good way, and it makes for better decisions on a farm. Let's go to Richard in Kansas. Good morning, Richard. Yeah, hi, Ken. Thank you for calling. Sounds like you're having a tough time getting us guys to talk about this one. Well, some, several of you have actually called and talked to Ron a minute and then hung up. It, uh, it, it's interesting. Uh, the, uh, I, I've been in ag-related businesses all of my life, uh, not production agriculture, but, you know, uh, basically that same lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, who you pick for a wife uh, makes or breaks you. So you should be conscious of this when you're picking a wife. Huh? Oh, you bet. Um, there are many women who have kind of a magic think about making money. Magic think? Yeah, it, uh, it's just something the old man does, and if he doesn't do it, you know, he's out the door. Hmm. Now you, I take it you've been married to one of these. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, uh, they they just absolutely do not understand what uh, people who uh, quote unquote accomplish anything in life actually do to make that money. Now that's not all women, though. No, not all. No, by, by no means. So how do you determine when she's eighteen to twenty five years old that don't she, go uh, near them with a hundred foot pole? But how do you know that they that that's do you go back and uh, and check how they were raised? I mean, uh, what would be your criteria to tell these young men of well, how to pick a wife? Well, remember, women have a different agenda, too. Uh, you know, they, by and large, uh, despite the, the changes in times, are, are the ones that uh, become pregnant. They are the ones that raise the children. Uh, they are interest, Their priorities are security. I'm hoping we don't become pregnant in the future. Yes. Okay. But, uh, you know, that's the agenda that they work off of. And uh, uh, depending on where they are at in their lives, uh, that security agenda will take all dominance over anything rational. I have a message here from Rhonda who says uh, what a woman does is picks good raw material and then makes you into something. (laughs) 
I think there's the achievement and the security issues, and uh, men and women balance each other out. I think there's a time when security, uh, being security conscious, is, a, is an important thing, and it and it adds to the relationship. But if it dominates, then it really doesn't feel like support. Uh, I know there's. I've talked to a lot of farmers who who f- feel that their wives' hearts aren't in farming, they don't understand it, they're frustrated by it, and they complain a lot, and it really is frustrating for a farmer to have a wife who doesn't appreciate the stresses and the pressures that he's under and, and, and how he has to, how, what he has to do to make that money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, and the ty- terrible irony of it is you can take the strengths of both arguments and make it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, if uh, the little woman is uh, a security-oriented person, uh, you know, get the job in town. The man has a more flexible schedule. He can pick up the slack on the child care and, and things of that nature. You know, let her bring in the, the regular paycheck every week. And meanwhile, the old man's uh, uh, net worth went up uh, 50000 or 100000 There is one other thing, I think. There is a difference between expectations of wives by farmers in the Midwest and farmers in the South and Southeast. And there is a, a definitely a difference, Val, that I've seen, that the further south you go and east, the less likely the woman is to be involved in anything that has to do with that farming operation. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, uh, I used to work in Texas regularly, and, uh, uh, you know, you never saw the woman. Right, and and uh, the uh, the men in the Midwest expect a partner, and the women in the Midwest expect a partner. And when when they're not being partners for each other, it sure doesn't feel good in farming. Right. In the Midwest, that is. Yeah. Richard, thanks for your call. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Let's go over to Philip on a mobile phone in South Dakota. Whoa, Philip's gone. Okay. Uh, let's uh, see if we can uh, <laughs> figure out what we're going to do next here. I guess is probably the best thing that we can do. Um, well, I, I think uh, we're, again, non-judgmental on situations, but most everybody who calls us has been through a crisis situation that didn't go the way they wanted it to go. Well, a crisis brings out some bad habits that haven't been corrected in the relationship. If there's poor communication or not enough love, and then the crisis kind of pushes people to the brink where they have to, to do something about it to change it. And if they don't take steps to change it, then the relationship can deteriorate and dissolve at that point. And, and so uh, a crisis uh, can highlight the fact that some basic things need to change that were perhaps weren't right before the crisis happened. Let's go to Craig in Kansas as we switch him through the system. Boom, 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 boom. Hello, Craig. Hello. What would you like to say, sir? Well, um, I'm like uh, most guys. Uh, I, I think an input from two people is best. I think that, uh, you know, when you – two minds are better than one is what, yeah. what I think. Two of you are definitely more than double any one of you when you're in a married situation, I think. When, when you're going through difficult, stressful times in farming, like my dad did, you know, back, uh, oh, I'm going to say back in the late 70s, early 80s, you know, in that era, you know, my dad and my mom were able to talk a, a lot about things, and, and they got through a lot of uh, stressful times that way. Did you see internal conflict between them, not asking them to air too much family laundry, but that was a very critical time for many marriages and farms? Yeah, it was. Uh, they, I think with the faith that they have in God also, that helped them out tremendously too. But, 
again, they, they communicated well, and uh, they were able to get through it. In other words, a message of common goals, Val. Right, right, and the and then both men and women appreciate the sharing the spiritual dimension of life during a, a time of crisis too, where they they see uh, uh, prayer and, and spiritual activities in church the same way, and they they use their faith together to get through it. Uh, so that's a very good point Craig's making. Right. Craig, thank you. Uh, thank you, Craig. Let me move over to Jana in Kansas for a quick comment here. Jana, good morning. I think you mean me. That name's close enough. What? What is it? Jenna. Jenna. Okay, Jenna. Oh, I uh, the caller I called during was talking about uh, husband and wife relationships through crises. It's odd. Oh, I'm stuttering here. <laughs> we talked about it last night, and uh, the husband kind of feels he wants the respect. In our case, mm-hmm. for the whole responsibility of the farm, and I see that and i would like to be ultimately taken care of the security issue but it's it's uh, muddled when both people have to work and we do work shoulder to shoulder well you're driving down the road now so well, i take I've it you have a job as well yeah the, but, you can still hear it but you have a job as well well i've i've taken the soybeans to the cheap market this morning while he's at the job uh-huh. well jenna uh, we're out of time here i wish i could continue with you on more perhaps we can talk friday a little bit more about this would you okay. mind thank you very much for your call sorry we couldn't get to you a little bit earlier dr val farmer you started this it's uh, your credit today so. right and it looks like it can't stop but we have to yeah maybe we should just have another hour what a concept thank you very much val we'll see you tomorrow right back here on agritalk